Welcome to JV Reads the T. The T stands for tarot, honey. I'm JV Hampton Van Sant. Each week I am joined by a guest and I read their tarot cards. I use the Wild Unknown deck and the Wild Unknown Animal Spirit decks by Kim Kranz to dive deep with a special six card reading. And of course we go on usually pretty related tangents. So grab your wand, light a candle, and let's spill that tea, honey. Commit to every podcast starting with you going, and as I was as I was saying, and just, like, and just like it's just middle <laughs> middle of sentence, middle of conversation thing. Always, I always find that to be a slightly alarming opening because I'm always curious what just happened, but it also feels like you're walking past somebody, and like, or like you're sitting on the train and you just started overhearing someone's conversation. See, I was sort of, I was sort of joking when I said to commit to it, but I quite like that. Again, when me and um, I'm, I'm actually going to turn up my microphone a little bit because there are some differences in uh, in volume here. Uh, one, oh, totally. two, two, yep, cool. Um, <laughs> when me and Megan were recording our 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 podcast, uh, I really liked just hitting record whenever we got onto the the skype call and then just yeah finding the point where we naturally segued in and um making it sound like you were just walking into the middle of a conversation uh rather than starting every podcast episode with a hello and welcome um i think it's sort of nice to have that feeling of you've just wandered into a conversation absolutely and with that said i think i will just leave that first bit in and like that'll actually just be where it starts so the listeners will deal with it with an odd intro but i kind of love it um so however i will still introduce you because i feel like if i don't do that things will not make a lot of sense um so turning slightly to the listeners um hi y'all uh Welcome back. Um, what's up, witches and bitches, as I typically say. Um, <laughs> we are joined this week by a fantastic human being whose voice sounds absolutely wonderful pretty much all the time, but specifically on pretty much every recording that I've listened to for the last hour and a half. Um, <laughs> Please keep going. Welcome. Please. Yeah. <laughs> Um, just pausing there. Um, everybody, please welcome Matt. John, uh, hold on. Is your last name pronounced Johnstone or Johnston? Uh, it's it's kind of uh, Johnston. Yeah, Johnston. Yeah. Okay. Matt Johnston, aka the Narcissist Cookbook. Hello. Uh, welcome, internet, to our, our our private conversation. Um, you're here now, <laughs> so we'll just we'll make a seat at the table for you. Yes, welcome. Hi, everybody. Um, but yeah, so um, I think a, a, I, a, not a, well, I don't know. I like trying to describe for people where, like, they might have heard of whoever is speaking. Um, but I feel like the general overall summary at this particular moment is you, you might have heard, um, you might have heard Matt on some podcasts. Uh, <laughs> from some uh people who have also already been on the show um i first heard you on 
oh no lit class um mm-hmm. on the uh we discussed this before it was the narnia episode that was it um, yeah it was the narnia episode yeah, yeah. Which I, I liked a lot that was a that was a good one that show is just great and i just really appreciate it um <laughs> the absurdity of it it just really brightens my day truly um <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I also now um am like well acquainted with uh with your musical stylings, as one might say. I now feel like I'm being weird. Um, that, that was a weird <laughs> way to word that, but like, yeah, I I I did just for the listeners' benefit. I did just spend an hour and a half listening to everything on uh not well not everything, but most of what is on YouTube that is available for um listener consumption and um uh i'm trying to think of the song the name of the song that like sort of hit me for a moment there and then i had to like stop and it because it reminded me of another song and then i had to go listen to that other song and then go back to the other one um i think it was um I think it was Unwelcomed Guest. I think that's the name of it. Yeah, there's the the first track. One of the videos on YouTube is just the whole of my last album, him, and the first track is Unwelcome Guest. Yeah, it's um absolutely beautiful that song. It reminded me of uh, like I think the the like actual music of it reminded me of uh, Gravity. Um by cerebralis which is one of my absolute favorite songs which i think oh is that the um I... the mm-hmm. fall into your gravity that um yeah that yeah one. um i know that from the tv show community uh because yeah have... yeah that's how i know that <laughs> there there's a lovely as i i have also discovered there's a lovely duet of her singing that with elton john which um i was unaware that i needed in my life but <laughs> I'm well, gonna, I'm just gonna don't mind me. I'm just gonna type that into the search bar and uh, w- listen to it as the come down after recording this uh, podcast. It was um, phenomenal. Like I, oh my god. Like I, I don't know. I got, I got chills. Um, the song is a very well written song, but like, but yeah. Um, I because I like got that feeling. Like I don't know. I got the same the same um feeling as that for the background music of that that i i don't know i don't know how to do words right now but no that was i i I never no that i i appreciate that i mean i like i like that song and i've definitely uh kind of uh, laid down in the dark and listened to that song um it's not one of my favorite Mm -hmm. songs or anything but that there was a specific sound that i was going for with unwelcome guests um, I wanted it to sound like uh, a, a journey, and I, I was definitely bringing in lots of different influences. And that song has such a, like that song occupies a a psychic space, for want of a of a better term. Like it, it mm-hmm. it really has a uh, such a, a a vivid emotional heart to it that. I can completely imagine myself just stealing. So uh, <laughs> very likely there is there's some a, a, at least an atom of that in there. It, it either way, both songs are absolutely incredible, and um, I, I I love them both a lot. Um, and I I now have your album downloaded onto on my phone from Spotify. So oh, there's thank that. you. 
that I'm going to be re-listening to it. Um, but yeah, I, I did that um, as I was saying to you earlier that the listeners didn't hear. But um, I do that so that I, I, I like to hear the person's voice that I'm about to do the reading for. If there is any way that I can do that, I like to do that because it allows me to sort of feel like I'm forming that connection, um, even if it's like from literally overseas um from just like like when there's a full entire ocean of space there um however i can sort of establish that connection uh the the better the reading will be usually um so yeah just sitting there and meditating for about an hour and then actually drawing the cards after that was uh was a good idea and i think it i think it did a lot of good things for the reading i will say that um i'm going to be linking several songs underneath here that i want people to check out one of them being um the absolute state of the union um uh for reasons you know i just i want them to hear it i i want um anybody listening to this to hear it um not that not like they're not going to already agree you know what i mean but like it just um i just want them to hear it so that they so that they can hear it i i really enjoyed that one a lot thank you very um, much thank you yeah you're a wonderful musician sir you're a wonderful musician oh um, no <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> Oh yeah, so um, you are out uh, across the way over there. In um, are you in Scotland now? Yeah, I'm in Scotland. Um, I've <laughs> Scotland, Scottish, born and bred. I'm living in Stirling at the moment, which is the the old seat of the the crown, the the old capital, Scotland, and. Uh, yeah, it's it's beautiful and everything's closed and it's the same. <laughs> it's the same everywhere. Uh, that's, I, so, it, this is a long roundabout little story for a very tiny one sentence thing that I'm going to say at the very end, but, um, a few years ago I did a, uh, I did one of those, um, ancestry kits, uh, mm -hmm. because why the fuck not? I, I, why not? Um, naturally most of the, the, the things there were, um, we're Western African. This is not a surprise to anybody for obvious reasons. Um, if anybody has looked at history for more than two seconds, this makes a lot of sense. Uh, but, but the thing that did catch me by surprise was the little 15% that was not, um, <laughs> that was not from there. Um, and the, there was 8% on that little, on that little list there, 8% from, lovely land of scotland um that uh i was not that i that i was surprised by but then i remembered something quite crucial um about what my uh biological father's last name is uh my biological father's last name is ferguson i feel like i should have had a hint at some point <laughs> that this just would have made sense but yeah um and because of that little test, I at some point, like, want to go and visit this beautiful place over across the way and just see it. Um, 
from <laughs> see it uh, and walk around these streets and things of that nature. So that's a thing that's going to eventually happen. And that uh, was absolutely... the one sentence that I was going to say. Um, anyway. You absolutely should. Like the, the great thing about, especially mm -hmm. uh, uh, people from North America coming to Scotland, is your sense of distance and space mm -hmm. is so completely divergent from my sense of distance and space because I grew up in a country. That, so like <laughs> the size of a country to me is something that you could, I could technically get from the East Coast to the West Coast in probably um, four or five hours. Um, whereas you're oh from, <laughs> you know, I mean, that's if you're like, if you really planned it, you could probably do that in about four or five hours, maybe even, maybe less than that. I don't know. But mm. when I went over to America, just the, I mean, for one, one of the things you would meet is, is people saying, oh, I went to see Matchbox 20 at a show. They were nearby. I only had to drive 18 hours. <laughs> to get, oh and I'm God. like, 18 yeah. hours takes me, I think 18 hours could conceivably take me off of Britain. <laughs> <laughs> into yeah, mainland fully europe off there. <laughs> fully off there somewhere in <laughs> yeah so when, when americans somewhere come to scotland mark i don't know um <laughs> when americans come to scotland everything is just so close uh you know you don't have that sense of oh that thing's five hours away you're like that thing's five hours away we could walk that you know so um <laughs> you should definitely make yeah. it over at some point Oh, for sure. That that vibe reminds me of like any time I'm in New York City. Um, <laughs> like where I live, it like if I wanted to go to Starbucks, that's 45 minutes away. You know, what I mean, like that's that's where I live, just out in the out in the countryside, if you will, um, for lack of a better way to describe this area. Um but, like, any time I go to the city, I'm always, like, amazed that anything I could possibly want is in, is, like, within whatever block of where I'm staying. Like, I don't really have to go much farther than that if I needed anything for more than, like, a, for more than, like, a couple days stay in, in the city. Um, but, like, yeah, the, the concept of traveling, like, for, of traveling for, like, four hours and being in just a completely different part of like like completely different part of the country and then like i don't know going from one end seeing water and then going from the other end and seeing different water um, <laughs> <laughs> it is like, yeah i, I mean know. for starters uh like last or the summer before last um i got it into my head that i wanted to go up to the 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 northernmost point of the British Isles or, or the northern of mainland Britain and uh that was maybe an eight hour drive and I'm closer to the south of south of my country that's again we're very small but it doesn't feel that small and I when I was in uh, I, I grew up next to the, the sea as well and so when I was in America when I got to Colorado I realized I was like I've never felt I don't think I've ever been this far away from an ocean in my entire life. And I just felt <laughs> like this complete existential, uh, like I was, I was adrift on, well, mm. concrete, you know, <laughs> adrift on nothing. Um, so fair. yeah, very, it's, I'm just inter interested in, 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 uh, the cultural differences between the way we, we think about the size of things and the distance between things. For sure. That's also really interesting about the <laughs> about the distance from the from the sea. What that's making me think of right now is that technically in my entire family lineage, neither have we. Like we've always been coastal. Um <laughs> throughout all of 
all of the nonsense and all the bullshit, we've always been coastal. Like, um, I believe from just stories that my grandmother has told me, um, Fred, she's heard from like her grandparents and whatnot. Um, like our where we sort of arrived when we got to what would eventually be America was Louisiana. And like that's like that's that's basically in the ocean. Like might as well be. Um and then just uh, just stuck sort of around the coastline, wound up in Virginia, and then wound up in Massachusetts. And at this point we are the furthest away that we've ever been from the ocean. Um, in that we are two hours away. <laughs> um, like two hours and that'll take me to Boston Harbor, which I guess is weirdly like I guess that's part I guess that is ocean, yes, but it doesn't quite feel it. Well, do you um, feel a personal connection to or draw to the ocean? I'm a Pisces. Of course I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, and I also was a professional merman for a really long time. Um, so the ocean is a big deal for me. But, like, I don't know. It doesn't bother me to be far away from it in theory, as long as I'm not, like, away from just water in general, like, bodies of water. Like, because being near bodies of water, like, makes me feel calm. I don't know if that, um, I don't know if you have a similar feeling to that, but... I think it, I mean, it makes me feel the kind of calm that I'm more, I, I, I'm aware of it when it's not there. Uh, mm. I'm aware of it when I realize that I want to be next to the, it, it's not so much that when I go to the sea, I feel this um, overwhelming sense of calm. It's more that I just get stressed out if I feel like it's, like I couldn't get to a large body of water where I can't see the other end of it. Um, if I couldn't get there within a day, you know, that then mm. I get stressed out. Oh yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like I, oof. yeah. All of the bodies of water near, like that are really close to me. I can see the other side of them, like, which is fine for me. I, I like that. That's fine. I like being able to see the, to see the edge. <laughs> Cause if I were to be just sort of dropped into the middle of a body of water, I can swim very well again professional merman for many years um like i i can swim that's not a problem but i also am like have this weird fear of wildlife like just this like it, this just low level anxiety about like touching wildlife in any way shape or form like i just i don't want to do it i i don't want to interrupt wild animals like just everything they're doing like i don't want to I don't want to be involved in that. So like, is I'm that, just gonna... is that like a, a is that like a fear thing or a respect thing or like a a gross germs thing or what is that? Both, like both of those first two, not so much the germs, but also a little bit the germs in some capacity for some animals, like for lizards and things, because mm. I do know that lizards and uh, and certain animals can carry parasites and things, and that does bother me. But like, I I just well. Fish just on their own freak me out. They always have. It's a weird thing. I I don't. <laughs> it's a very odd thing, but it's been a fear of mine since I was a little kid. You know what um, I'm going to be? I'm going to be a professional merman. <laughs> yeah. <feel> like... <laughs> oh is, yeah. I mean, we were we were talking about the very the very wholesome activity of standing on the side of an ocean, and then you just said, I mean, if you drop me into the middle of an ocean, I'm going to experience some discomfort. And I'm like, okay, we're talking about very different things. Uh, like, I also, I, I, I've got like a, my dad was a diver, and I am mm. actually afraid of 
being underwater, being in the water, just not being able to see oh. the bottom, uh, and and Ooh. it's very it just makes me very uncomfortable. Um, oh, but that's I understandable. Love, I love wildlife and things like that. Um, but mm -hmm. yeah, what? But I, also, I'm realizing that I'm asking you lots of questions. But so, oh, that's, uh, yeah, sorry, <laughs> I'm terrible at interviewing. Is a thing that I think the <laughs> listeners have come to appreciate. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, um, I think. Uh, I don't know. Uh, that's completely understandable. Also being like afraid of being uh, specifically of being underwater for the, I don't know, the natural fear of like drowning and shit like that. Just, I don't know. That I seems like a good reason to be afraid of it. No, it's, it's not, it's not necessarily the fear of drowning. It's the fear of, for me personally, anyway, it's the fear of uh, what could be in the water. Like the water feels, um, I, I mean, which is ridiculous given that I live in Scotland where nothing can kill you. There's nothing like the most, if you go walking in the mountain, the most dangerous thing you're going to encounter is maybe a sheep. And if you go swimming, it's <laughs> really funny. <laughs> yeah. If you go, Oh, I've got a story that I think you'll like actually, but I'll, t I'll tell, I'll tell you after this. Um, but if you go swimming, the most dangerous thing you might encounter is a jellyfish that mm. might mm possibly sting you like there's nothing dangerous in the water but it just feels so i feel this like like lizard brain fear whenever i um find myself in in proper proper open water that i just i'm just like i don't belong here i belong on the land preferably <laughs> on a couch uh, like i do not belong in open water i'm, I'm not meant to be here i mean there I don't know. You could encounter a dolphin, and they are terrible people. Um, <laughs> dolphins are terrible people. Um, it's just <laughs> that's a, that's a quote, everybody. That's a, that's a quote. That's a that's, uh... <laughs> dolphins. Dolphins are just generally in how dolphins relate to people. They can either be incredibly sweet or just very rapey and that's not great um so well, dolphins have that intelligence <laughs> thing going on like it's it's one thing if a tiger like like it's one thing if a tiger attacks you because you're just like you're just a, you're just a big silly cat but there's something mm -hmm. about dolphins because you know that they're smart which makes that when when you can call them bastards like you can you're just like you know yeah. the difference between wrong and right i know you do <laughs> Like, it's like you know this is a bad thing you're doing <laughs> and you're still going to do it like the way that they can they're, attack... they're smart they're intelligent enough to experience sadism i think is oh uh... yeah they're they're smart enough to tactically plan to attack a shark like that's <laughs> that's that's a lot um <laughs> that's really just a lot i don't i don't know it, like the only, I mean, there, of course, there are probably several animals that can tactically think of how to kill a shark. They're actually really easy to kill, but that's a whole other separate, um, they're, they're really easy to disorient, I suppose, is the, the problem there for them. It sounds um, like you're planning to kill a shark. <laughs> no, I just, no, I've just planned on if I encounter a shark, here's what I'm going to do. <laughs> um, because I don't, like, any, any situation where me and a shark are there and there's no barrier between us, um, I just have to have a safety plan so that I feel like I'm okay. I don't know. This is anxiety talking. You know what I mean? How like, often? Just... <laughs> how often does this happen to you? <laughs> like, well, it's happened twice to me. Um, from being a professional merman, like there are several times where I was off the coast of New York, and like in the water, there was 
there was a shark nearby. I was unaware, but like there are certain signs and I have a friend who's a marine biologist and she was just looking out like, oh, oh, you should come back to shore. Um, <laughs> there's a, it's real close to you, honey. Uh, you should. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so after that, I sort of figured out, okay, let me look up real quick how to, how to like defeat a shark in open water if I need to. While my in legs open are restricted. <laughs> yeah. Like while my legs are restricted and I can't actually like kick anything. But not also a problem. But not dolphins. You cannot defeat a dolphin. They're too smart. No, they yeah. would kill me. It's a <laughs> They are the velociraptors of the deep. Uh exactly. I don't trust them. Um <laughs> I love them. They're beautiful. I don't trust them. Um <laughs> that's all just <laughs> That's how I feel about 90% of my exes. I love them. They're beautiful. I don't trust them at all. Um, anyway. Uh, <laughs> I will oh, not, li like, like, like my exes, I will never invite a dolphin back into my home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> you can't leave your loose change lying around. You can't. <laughs> Dolphins are petty thieves now. <laughs> already been absolutely delightful um, <laughs> <laughs> like one of the things that i tend to do like that i try to do anyway is while um while uh like going through the thing i like try to take notes on what the digressions are um <laughs> because i like to list those as like here are topics that are gonna come up when y'all listen to this thing yeah. when i write the show notes and like, <laughs> I haven't even started. I haven't even started that. But I'm already like, I don't know that I need to write those down. I'm gonna remember that. I'm gonna just remember those things. Um, <laughs> they're real funny. Oh man. But um, yeah. So naturally, as people have come to expect, I have drawn the cards. They are here. They are. They are uh ready to be ready to be well i don't i don't know how to say not the there's a, a verb tense i'm looking for for the word dive that isn't like there that i just don't have for some reason it's fine i don't think i need it um but <laughs> duffin you've yeah like, you know what you <laughs> That are ready to be, to be divin into, but I don't think that's a word. Like, <laughs> I think that's you're you ready ready to be dove into. Doesn't feel right. I think it's right, but it doesn't feel right. right. Yeah, that's why I'm like that are ready to be dove into. Um, uh, yeah, I don't like it. That are ready to be explored. There we yeah. go. We'll use that. Um, we got some cards that are ready to be explored here. Uh, I love that I was going for a pun and it completely failed. Like. <laughs> <laughs> like just Wait, what oh god what pun were you going for um uh something about diving um in oh, okay right. oh yes yeah, yeah. Okay. we just talked about an ocean i i've got i've got professional respect for that segue yeah <laughs> <laughs> like, it was it was there but it didn't like it didn't work um it's fine um but uh so yeah we have these cards here but twist y'all there's a twist um Matt has this same deck, uh, which is really, really cool. Um, I mentioned this mainly because this easily means I won't have to um, 
I won't have to like do that thing that I know that people have started to hear me do just audio wise of like me being in the middle of a sentence while trying to send somebody a DM like at the same time like that's I'm not good at multitasking. Um. <laughs> yeah, this is this is I, I I own I technically I own two packs of tarot cards. One of them I bought. It was just the it was just the Rider White. It was the the tackiest tackiest Rider White pack you've ever seen in your life. It was like holographic and shiny, and I I loved oh. it for what it was. But for the for the most part, I bought it to send out um, when when people bought a piece of merchandise i would like draw a card for them and and, and put it into the uh oh. into the package just uh because it kind of felt like it fit in with uh, with the last album that's that sort of light mysticism um but then mm-hmm. i have picked up this uh wild unknown deck which my partner used to have uh this deck lying around after i bought it for them and then when we broke up um i bought myself another copy and it is just the most beautiful deck i've just been playing with it for the entire time we've been talking i've just been sitting here <laughs> playing with it because it's just uh it's just the artwork is so gorgeous so yeah i will yeah. be looking for these cards as we go and it also means that if this gets uh if this if you do a reading that i don't like this is this can turn into like tarot uno um <laughs> um like tarot and i'll just be like oh i well, that you drew that i'll draw the well you get the chariot how do you feel about that <laughs> I'm fine as long as you don't pull pull the tower. The tower activates my anxiety. I think we we as a show have all figured this out <laughs> that the tower freaks me out only because I have anxiety about not knowing what's about to happen. Um <laughs> it's a whole thing. It's fine. Um however, what I will say, uh be prepared with the wands and the pentacles. Okay. That's uh those are the those are the two uh the two honestly this 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 reading is very focused it, it is only those two um those two suits oh, that's wow. uh okay yeah which is fascinating to me um but the first one is the four of wands <clears throat> i am looking for the four of wands this is oh i should also clarify the way, the way in which i do these like the order um it goes past present problem solution and future and then there's an additional card that's the one from the other deck that's just the energy to carry forward i have the um, uh i have the four of wands in front of me um yeah the, the wands incidentally in this deck and i think specifically this card always give me sort of blair witch vibes um Ooh, if you know what i, I mean <clears throat> when they when they wake up and there's all these uh uh, wooden figures hung in the tree um but yeah so yeah. i'm looking at the four of wands as we speak now that you say that i do totally see it um which is also interesting because this card represents completion and celebration oh what did you this say the, in the, the past the first can you, i was i was drawing cards while you were talking about yeah. the way you so what 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 are the order of the cards that you right. draw so I um well I draw them in the order past present future and then okay. problem solution but that's simply just because I the way I lay it out is those top 3 are on one line and then um the next line is the problem solution line uh but the the first one I start with always is problem or not problem sorry um is past 
and then we go into present. And then because most of our problems that require solutions tend to be in the present or occasionally in the future, which is why I feel like in between those two cards is where past and present should, or where, wow, oh my god. that It's because all of those words begin with the letter P um, <laughs> that I'm just like in a, unable right now. Um, I didn't sleep super well yesterday. Uh, this is why this is happening. Also, dyslexia. I'm blaming these two things. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, because somewhere in between the present and future is where our problems tend to lie, um, the problems and solutions, I read those in between the past, or in between the present and the future card. Yeah, Okay. that's it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but in the past position... You've got completion and celebration. Um, so something finished up, and uh, you're, you're celebrating because you did the thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's see. So I think it's weird even thinking about the relationship between past and present in 2020, when time seems Ooh. to have just mm -hmm. stopped. Um, so... <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think of the last time, <laughs> the last time something happened, <laughs> which would have been, um, I, and I think towards the end it's of so last year, real. the uh, around about this time last year, the last time I really did something was putting out the record him, which was very much a, this is the. I mean, it would be naive to say this is the the end of a of a, of a grieving process, but it's the. It was the end of an expression of that grieving process in a way that I'd been in a way that I'd really like committed myself to this idea. And I think that's the last thing I I really did that felt like I set out to do this thing and I completed it. And this was an emotional journey and it was a a an exhausting journey and mm. It might not be perfect, but I am happy with what it is. Um, that that makes sense. I will also just add that the wands as a overall um, as an overall suit um, do like they're they're about creativity and inspiration, um, <laughs> okay. and occasionally ambition and goals and overall dreams. But um, because of that, I would sort of think that this is in reference to. Uh, in in so far as literally completing an artistic project so that that does seem like that would make sense there that's uh yeah that's really interesting and it's it's interesting that that's where it would uh that that's because a lot of my creative focus for the last year has been trying to figure out where i'm and where i'm going to go having finished the album him mm -hmm. and creative and personal is, is very much the same thing for me like that's i'm always thinking in terms of projects and i the last year has been characterized by me not knowing what exactly to work on and having different ideas but none of them feeling like they're a continuation of the same canon and yeah mm -hmm. just sort of feeling uh, adrift so yeah it's interesting that that's if if that's the context that if that's the direction the reading is going in, that's an interesting place to start. I would imagine so. And actually, even though I did just spend all of that time explaining how exactly I follow the, the reading, 
I am going to deviate from that, and I am going to jump down to the problem and um, solution, because those are also both in the wand soup. Um, the the problem one is the Ten of Wands, um, which, uh, in looking at that one, similarly uh, to the similarly to the last one, has Blair Witch vibes, actually. It, I mean, uh, I think all... One, yeah, it's very, yeah. that's very sort of... Uh, something um oppressive about that yeah for sure which it it logical it it's the burdens blockage and difficulty which sound exactly like what you <laughs> just described um that's why i just jumped out of it i was like we literally like well i guess since we are now literally here uh might as well point out that in the problem section it literally is just that that um sort of inability to get through to what that next to what that next thing is to what that um to what that that next sort of phase of i don't words why why am i oh my god i'm wow okay i'm sorry take a i'm losing it's fine i'm just losing my ability to speak english it just, just there's no other alternative language for me which is why this is not great but it's fine i'll i'll get it back <laughs> but yeah um losing like not not so much having um having a full idea of what that that little spot um that that little thing that you're trying to trying to go towards the uh <clears throat> not quite knowing exactly what the next step is is what this card sort of whenever it comes up in a reading that's typically what it what it is representing well that's there there is nothing um yeah i mean i think that that is as 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 close to a characterization of the way i've been feeling for the past year as you're gonna get which i think is also it's, it's, a, it's a it's a pretty good representation of how i think a lot of people are feeling um but it's yeah uh that i mean i say creatively i've already discussed that but professionally the last show i played was on march 21st um so Ooh. i this is the longest i have gone without standing on standing on a stage and playing guitar for people and it mm -hmm. feels very strange and there's no indication of when or if that's going to be something i'm going to be able to do and I, i'm in a the privileged position of not needing to be immediately concerned about that so i've just been sort of trying to find some some peace in not having immediately anything to do for this mm. year but uh it's there's some stress there so yeah creatively and professionally and and there's this idea of i don't know what kind of project to do next i don't know i'm waiting for something to feel right and also i'm just mm. waiting for someone to say hey do you want to come and play some songs for us uh again that would be nice <laughs> would be oh god i like i i i remember so um we went into lockdown in massachusetts on my birthday um like just on my actual birthday uh which is not well it wasn't that bad i spent that entire day getting stabbed a whole bunch um 
I was getting a tattoo, to be honest. I'm just dramatic. Um, thank you for <laughs> thank you for that clarification. I was like, should yeah. I ask? <laughs> no, just no, I just am very dramatic about how I describe getting a tattoo. Uh, it's fine. Um I have three of them and every single time I describe it as, you know, just sitting down in a chair and paying somebody to stab you. Um which might make people not want them i promise y'all they're delightful i love them so much i love my tattoos so much but that is literally in fact just actually what is happening um or i guess if not so much stabbing than somebody poking you with a with a sharp thing a whole bunch um that's actually more accurate to what is happening <laughs> Anyway, I'm, that's I've, fine. <laughs> uh, I've, I've thought about getting tattoos, but I always I know how um, how how fickle I am and how prone I am to waking up one day and going, man, every decision I've made before today has been terrible and I, I'm I'm awful and I don't want to have something on my body that I can look at and go, I hate that. Like, I don't want to have I don't want to have something in my body that's permanent that I can uh, project those feelings onto. Um, that makes a lot of sense. That's honestly what I've what I have found is that is that's what that's the the artist reaction that is fully the artist reaction to like <laughs> the concept of yes, I would like to I, I would like to put um to put this this art on on my actual physical form, except occasionally I hate my art. So um <laughs> like it, it it that's the that that tends to be one of the problems i designed all um i designed all three of mine the first one the theme that i had when i designed it was music actually which i thought at the time was going to be a much bigger thing um i also waited for three years on that design to make sure i actually wanted it the second one i only waited about a I actually didn't really wait on that one, um, but I didn't wait on that one because it was a memorial tattoo based on what my grandmother um, said to me, like the last thing she said to me uh, before she uh, passed away. Um, and it was uh, something about remaining grounded in both reality and fantasy. And I I thought about that for like 25 minutes and then sketched out a tattoo design Um and then my entire family went to go get various tattoos in in memory of my uh, grandma. So I didn't think about that one that much. But the last one, that one was about two years worth of thought, maybe three years worth of thought from the time I initially made the design to actually getting it physically carved into my body. Um, was that you just <laughs> like constantly checking in with yourself and being, do I still want this? Do I still want this? Or... No, that one was the logo. That last one was the logo of a project um, that I did. I, uh, it's the well. It's also my favorite bird. Um, like the actual, um, I I did a, a audio drama called Red Wing, and that um, that in particular, that project had a logo that I really liked, and thus. Um, I modified it ever so slightly after that project ended and then wrote the uh, scientific name above it and all, like above and below it, like the first word of it above the second uh, word of it underneath. Um, and that the bird was the red winged blackbird, which is the where the main character of that project got its name. So, okay. 
yeah. Also, it's just a way to cap off my 20s. It's like, a, this is how I did, like, this is what I did that the first, like, successful project I completed, like, that kind of thing. So I figured, all right, that's that's the tattoo. Um, that That's what's going to happen. Because, like, also, if you, like, base it on something that's factual, like... I like music is a factual statement that's not going to not be true about me. Yeah. So that be... first one, I can never not like that because I know that was what it was. You know what it, I mean? It would be weird to wake up one day and, and just not like music anymore. Whereas if you <laughs> yeah. get a, if you get a, a tattoo of, of Ren and Stimpy or, um, of of Finn from Adventure Time or something like that, you know that that, that might really mean something to you uh, until one day you realize this means nothing to me. Um, yeah, you know, there's there's going to be an awful it. lot of uh, in the same way. There's a, I'm sure there's a lot of uh, Smiths and Cure tattoos out there. There's going to be a lot. There's a lot of My Chemical Romance tattoos, and uh, I'm really yeah. glad that I didn't follow through on any of the the band tattoos that I thought about when I was a kid because. Uh, very few things like that grow up with you, I think. Um, oh, for sure. Yeah. Either that band breaks up or you realize something troubling about them. Um, yeah. Or, like, or their lead singer turns out to be a Republican and you can't stand them <laughs> anymore. Uh, like, that hasn't happened to me, but, like, I've, I've thought about the likeliness that that could potentially happen. I it's mean, not I've, super high, but it's high enough. You know what I mean? Like, I've thought before about... If it turned out that, that a band I loved, their lead singer-songwriter, was, uh, like, conservative with a capital C, I would sort of blame Ooh. myself. I'd be like, I should have seen the signs. Like, I should have... Yeah. I, I, I should... There, there must have been... What was I not looking at? What was I in denial about? How did the... This is my fault. Yeah. Um, but yeah. But also, like, there's that thing, too, of, like... I mean, at the end of the day, because everybody is human, like, and what they were writing about, and pres presumably if they were writing their own music, I would imagine they were, um, that maybe that's not a great thing to imagine because just how the music industry works. But like, um, in, assuming that they were writing their own stuff and that that was what you were connecting with, presumably you're connecting with that part of them that you would connect with otherwise just at, on a human level so yeah. even if they are like even if they do have real shit political beliefs like you you guys did share that one that one thing i mean I this this is this is such a this is <laughs> such a can of worms that i think yeah, because i was lying you know what you know what? I was lying in bed last night, and I've been trying to get my. It's ever since the American election, I have been sleeping on uh, basically not even East Coast time. Like I've been sleeping on like Central Mountain time. So I've <laughs> been like, and it's been I've been missing entire days. Like I didn't see daylight for about four or five days because I would sleep until six o'clock at night. And um, the way I've been making that feel okay is I've been listening to audiobooks and the audiobooks that I chose to listen to was I decided for the first time since they came out, I was going to go back to Harry Potter and I was going to, um, Ooh. yeah, no. I, and I was just like, <laughs> now is the right time. <laughs> now, now is the time. Cause when they were, cause when they were coming out, I was extremely fond of them and I've never gone back to them and I've never watched the movies. And I was like, you know what, this is, I, I'm going to listen to these. 
and mm -hmm. it's been a really interesting like very valuable experience going back to them um and not by any stretch of the imagination an uh, like an unpleasant experience i think that they that i i mm -hmm. feel like they hold up and i was lying in bed thinking what do i not want to bring up on this podcast tomorrow like what do i <laughs> what do i <laughs> like like what what current things are happening for me that i really don't want to like eat open that can of beans and i was just like don't talk about the fact that you've gone back to harry potter and you're kind of enjoying it like don't <laughs> don't Fine. go don't go down there down that route but it does open up uh you know I, i'm constantly listening to it and going but jk rowling but jk rowling and i know this isn't an interesting conversation and i know the world has been having this conversation for years but it's um it's uh it's sort of at the forefront of my mind because i'm going back into this world that i have a a very strong emotional connection to while understanding that the god of that world is an uncaring god <laughs> and... yeah oh oh one great way to put that first of all and then second of all i think that that's a for for a lot of for a lot of people we've been having that same struggle like i know i I know I literally wouldn't have ever thought about becoming a writer were it not for me reading those books when I did. Yeah. Admittedly, yes, were there certain things that were like hella troubling back then that I absolutely didn't realize for like a 9,000 different reasons. Absolutely. For sure there were. Um, as were there with almost any other piece of writing that I was reading at the time. Yeah. Not that I would have chose to like have myself read now like you know what I mean? like i don't know um but looking at that and looking at that story and thinking oh yeah i i remember how i felt when i was reading those things whether or not i enjoy them now is a completely different story um by which i mean uh hey everybody sammy magic is a thing maybe go listen to that give that a good <laughs> listen because i i enjoy that a lot and i i i i i I'm a patron of that, so I I'm obligated now to shout that out. But, um, <laughs> but it's still like it is. I don't know. It is what it is. I mean, admittedly, it, admittedly, yeah. The person who made it, a a a terrible, terrible, like a terrible person. But, but, I still made a thing that led to. Like, actually, the other thing tied to um, the tattoo that I got of uh, um, the second tattoo that I got, the one that's a memorial to my grandmother, um, I got that one after going on a trip to Florida to Harry Potter World specifically um, that she, before she passed away, paid for everybody to go to oh. um, because it meant that much to her to have us go and experience that she wanted to be there she was just too weak towards the end to actually go yeah like she physically couldn't make it um but like she's like yeah no every like we're, all all the kids are going every single one of them all all the all the grandkids must go to harry potter world and must have that experience um this is a wild sentence to say. I'm low-key glad she didn't live to see <laughs> to see the the metric fuck ton of bullshit that happened after that. Real glad she wasn't around to see that part. I mean, obviously, I wish she was around. Just am happy she got to miss that part. But that's a that... that's a really that's a really powerful example of of yeah. Uh, 
an emotional connection that you have with oh i wish this sentence didn't have to end with the words intellectual property but uh, an right. emotional <laughs> connection that you have with an intellectual property that has nothing that to do sense. with the author of that like that is between mm -hmm. you and your family and your emotions and the time that that took place and mm -hmm. it was uh it was yeah and I, I i i will actively hit the x card and say i like this i do not want m more of this conversation to be about trying to take apart the the, oh, the problem of jk rowling because i don't think that's going to be uh particularly interesting to listen to at this point because it's, it's like that stone has been overturned so many times um and yeah. also i haven't uh exactly figured out how i feel about it um that's except fair. the fact that i'm feeling conflicted um but that's totally fair what we what we were saying was the idea of of the tattoos of you get a tattoo of something and then realize that uh yeah that maybe um, you're just like, oh, I really love The Apprentice, and the guy, <laughs> the guy who hosts The Apprentice, is really <laughs> funny. I'm gonna get one of his on my arm, and then you're like, oh <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. And, one of the reasons why yeah. I haven't had a tattoo, the the one tattoo I've ever really thought about getting, and I keep coming back to it, is there's a video game called Braid, which is again made by someone who's quite problematic, um, but he but he makes uh he he makes art that i really connect with um mm. and uh the, without spoiling the end of the game one of the last part one of the last lines of dialogue in the game is uh, uh is he tests the stone's weight he finds that he can lift it and others too he can fit them together to create a foundation an embankment a castle now to build a castle of appropriate size he will need a great many stones but what he's got now feels like an acceptable start and i really like that I, I and i always thought about having like that character on my arm and then to build a castle of appropriate size he will need a great many stones um underneath it um but it's all I've, I've never gotten it because the idea of having it is sort of as good to me as actually having it i think for sure oh my god that's a first of all that quote is beautiful um <laughs> second of all, like ooh, <laughs> that that emotionally hit me in a central core place um that as an aside thing that i've noticed about myself that is my voice of deflection um where i can say a thing in a comical way um <laughs> so that i will laugh at it and not cry um it's a beautiful <laughs> thing uh that's I'm so glad that other it, people have that you know you need to you need to be careful when you start saying things like oh my god i love you uh <laughs> in your deflection voice <laughs> when you start oh saying things oh my god yeah <laughs> I'm like really, really fond of you. Like I've definitely got, I've got a voice that I go to when I'm trying to say something sincere. Um, and I'm like, how about, it's like the equivalent of me taking a puppet out of my bag. And I'm like, I don't know how to say this. So I'm going to have the puppet say it. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I mean this thing, but also I can't verbalize this thing, um, yeah. which I think is that, oof, that is definitely a coping mechanism. Actually. I, um, <laughs> it's a coping mechanism that I've identified before in like, various psychology things and whatnot um and honestly it's one that can be useful and not all coping mechanisms are bad things anyway um oh yeah <laughs> uh, like that that's really important actually let's let's mm -hmm. let's highlight that for later reading yeah dear mm -hmm. listener 
coping mechanisms are not uh, like they, we've made a sort of meme out of coping mechanisms, but they are mechanisms mm-hmm. that allow you to cope, and uh, there are healthy <laughs> coping mechanisms. Yeah. They allow you to live and exist in a world that can, on occasion, be extremely threatening to your sanity and health. <laughs> Use them, but also make sure that the ones you are using are healthy for you. That is exactly. the that is the the learning thing to take away from that. Um, but yeah, no, that quote is absolutely beautiful, and that and the sentiment behind it is one that like I is one I could fully get behind just generally. And what I what I've always like chosen to do rather than like go with like the actual full quote itself, like getting that on, on me at all. What I would do instead is like, I come up with a symbol that I, that I came up with that I know means that thing, which also then, because if it's a symbol, the meaning of that symbol can change with time. And I'm the one who controls what that symbol means. I like that. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's the, yeah. This is not me trying to convince you to get a tattoo. To be I wasn't reading it as that. Clear. <laughs> yeah. The way I, I interpreted that, that the listeners. The, the um, way I interpreted that actually made me think about yeah. tarot again because mm-hmm. I think that the the yeah. symbols. I mean, language is just this very, um, very very complex series of of symbols that we've invented but the problem with language is that it's also very regimented and it's uh it's constantly in stasis and we're always um giving reasons to not have language evolve and so when you write something down it's sort of like it's going to be like that forever whereas if we just turn a sentence or a sentiment into a symbol then that gives us uh the ability to imbue that symbol with whatever meaning we want to imbue it with and have that meaning be fluid as and when we need it to so that 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 I, i and that's sort of how i think about um about tarot as this sort of system of symbols um that help that mm-hmm. that help us engage with ideas that would be difficult to engage with if we were just using uh written or spoken language. Yeah, for sure. Though mm, yeah, no exactly. Exactly, yes. Exactly, yes. Those things. <laughs> I concur. This again, my inability to like speak in my inability to speak the english language in like a meaningful like in a meaningful very artsy way do you want to just do the rest of this podcast using emojis uh oh god but then it would take like three hours because i would would have the hardest time coming up with the right emoji i'm indecisive oh no no it's fine Um, i have i have an elevator pitch for you okay i just came up with this right now (laughs) <laughs> emoji tarot deck no <laughs> that, Wait. that needs to exist that I must exist already this. like if that doesn't exist <laughs> um that must exist i i'm literally googling it right now because if that doesn't exist um i'm i'm honestly upset with the world if that doesn't exist oh i think it i think it does which sort of makes me Ooh. sad like I've just I got... mean it means you had a great idea. <laughs> it means the idea that you had is a great idea. Yeah, Though someone's also... someone's definitely someone's done the major arcana and I'm like, yeah, okay, this is good. <laughs> well, oh, that's actually very funny to me. Um <laughs> I like I kind of love it. Like there's one I mean, oh wow. 
Oh yeah, no, it's on making makeplayingcards.com. There's yeah. one there. I just see the fool and it's literally a clown. Anyway, um that's <laughs> <there's> just, <laughs> that's a it's a it's a choice. It's a thing <laughs> that we can do. Um but yeah, no, um so looking at the present card, um Wow. Yeah, okay, let's what were we actually doing? Um, right. so a like, present card. I'm bad at segues. So looking what? at the present card. What is the present um, card? It is the three of pentacles. Um and uh Yeah. So in the oh, present okay, position, right. this means determination and focus. And teamwork, yes, but um given that this is a solo reading, probably determination and focus more more so than than not. Um Though also the last line, the last line on the little page that cor- in the book that corresponds to this deck, um, this the irony, the irony, it's <laughs> wild. Um, is this is a card of teamwork, so you may need the strength of others to conquer the mountain. If that doesn't sound exactly like the um, <laughs> almost exactly like the quote that you just said a few minutes ago, oh, very good um, point. I'm. This deck is scaring me. Um, that like, I, I I I didn't know that would happen, but there it is. Um, but yeah, it's uh, sort of focusing on the the sort of need to the need to to take a look at things at the at the at figuring out what the next step is. So again, going back to the um, going back to the looking at. Uh, looking at your career and the the hold that has been placed on um on everything because well the plague and and um and politicians inability to accept that a plague is happening um oh god now i just depressed myself um <laughs> anyway uh, so because like looking at that and knowing that a decision must be made and like a way to move forward must be determined. Um, that's that is basically what this card is representing. Um, it seems, or yeah. at least that's what seems clear to me. But I think I've I been feeling know. a bit. I've been feeling a bit more focused um, recently. I think. I mean, I, again, there's just this this feeling of um, the last year has put so many things on hold i mean it's it's put <clears throat> it's put a lot of businesses in the real world on hold but i think connected to that it's put society and our and our sense of um progression and our sense of almost uh, our sense of chronology on hold a little bit because nothing has happened you ask you ask how someone is doing and everyone's just like i have no news i have no news to share with you nothing has happened um and where was I going with that? Um, oh, that's the, very real. And so there's, I think I've been trying to get a bit more, I completely lost my train of thought there, but I'll, I will just jump on the next train that comes along, um, which is uh, <laughs> I'm trying to, I think I've been being a bit more focused in the last couple of weeks thinking um, this is around about the time when I would be releasing a new record and I know I'm not going to do it. I know I'm not going to have one out this year. And that's something that I just need to look directly at 
but it's still causing me anxiety. Uh, in terms of working with other people, um, that's something that I was also thinking about recently because I went back to, um, if you, if you, I've been making music since I was about 15. And if you went back to that time, what you will see is, is this journey from like being in a band to being in another band, to being in a band where I'm the leader, to being in, a band with less people in it to being in a two-person band to being on my own and that's almost a a conscious decision that i've made which comes from this knowledge that i'm a difficult person to work with creatively and i don't want to be submitting other people uh, uh, I, I i don't want to be forcing other people to have to deal with me creatively wow. where i'll record an entire album and then wake up and then and just be like it's all shite and <laughs> you know i don't <laughs> i, I want to have the freedom to be able to do that without having to um i guess the the most cynical way of putting it is without having to worry that about someone else's feelings i don't want to hurt other people and but i was listening to uh the last project that i was a part of that had someone else a part of it which was um a band called hello creepy spider and we were just like a kind of like three chord stompy punk band and it was me and a drummer and it was really good and it was a lot of fun and there is something that when you work with someone else creatively as the vast majority of people understand except me when you work with someone else creatively you know they bring in their own ideas they take what might like they, they might shine the one bit of dust off an idea in a way that you would never have thought of and I just have so much resistance to working with other people. I find it so, so difficult to work with other people. Um, mm. And I'm concerned about the reality of going forward and continuing to just kind of work on, on my own and have the Narcissist Cookbook just be an entirely solo project. And the, is is that a closed system with no new nutrition coming in um is that just me eating myself slowly <laughs> over the period of several years you know i i've been having um those uh, thoughts totally oh god totally that who first of all <laughs> from creative to creative one that is a mood two um <laughs> like i just i just recently um started writing a project that i've wanted to write since uh oof, i want to say since june um or rather the story idea galvanized itself around june around the beginning of the protests and whatnot um that that was when the idea popped into my head um but like it had been kicking around just generally since about february um now i sort of in the in the process of like looking at that i realized there were some characters i wouldn't be able to like deal with um in a way that i would feel comfortable with so i reached out to a friend who has also been on this show guess who it was listeners haha Go figure it out. Ah, it's a game for you. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, like this is literally my first time writing writing on something collaborative, and Lord knows I am so terrified because I <laughs> I've never like tried to write with somebody else before. Um, I also am not a person who does rewrites well. Uh, that's that's a thing I've never really been the best at um 
but like it's a new it's a new sort of phase of the project and i and i'm i we had one call last week and they presented like a couple ideas and i was like hell yeah hell yeah Ooh, ooh, that's perfect and it was it was beautiful and so i understand that like the difficulty of collaborating with another with another person also knowing that like oh god i also occasionally do like um just actual physical art things um like drawing and whatnot and a <laughs> a dear friend of mine um asked me if i would do a a series of drawings based on um, some RPG characters. And I said, I'll try. And then immediately realized I can't do this. I <laughs> like, there's, there's no way this is going to happen. Um, and so I had to like sit for a couple days and be like, and go back to this person and be like, okay, no, I, I literally cannot be the one that does this because I am, this type of person who if i am able to draw things it is for about a day um like that that energy lasts for a single day and usually <laughs> one drawing and that's it like done like and i can't are, do more than that <laughs> if you're working on your own then the only person you need to cope with emotion with disappointing is yourself which mm. is a very real pro to working on your own like you you're you're just like i know my attention problems i know that i can get really into an idea for a day or a week or a month and then just completely go cold on it and if you're working on your own then all, you only need to deal with how you feel about that but if you're working with somebody else you need to go to them it's basically like breaking up with someone you know and it's it's a really it's a really horrible feeling to say let's work on this project together and then realize that you don't want to or you can't or it's just uh it's it's but then again are we just are we just creating a situation by thinking like that well you're not because you are now working with somebody but uh like is this creating a situation of the reason people don't get into relationships with someone else for you know 10 years 20 years because they're just like well i hurt somebody once and i never want to do that again so i've decided what i'm going to do is be lonely for the rest of my life <laughs> you know this might this might literally be the most illuminating conversation about my own personal life that i have ever had which is also very funny because that was not the goal um, <laughs> <laughs> but like that that, I told you, it, this is that is a thing. Competitive tarot. Competitive tarot. <laughs> <laughs> that very specifically of like, oh, oh, damn. Oh, oh, look at me having been single for this long. Oh, shit. Okay. I, I see what happened here. Got it. Yeah. No, that. Thank you for that insight uh, that I wasn't <laughs> expecting to receive just now. Um, wow. Oh, dear. Um, but oh, there's, there's uh, the puppet. puppets back out. Yep. Oh, God. Okay. Uh, oh, geez. Um, but like, <laughs> there, there are like two specific voices that I use, but for very different types of deflection. One of them is, um, is a, uh, is that one but like it's weirdly midwestern um like very specifically from the midwest in the united states like i i don't know exactly where probably wisconsin um 
or somewhere in that general region because it's a voice that like friends of mine have um and i like them as human beings and they're funny people but when i think of funny things now i think of it in their voice um or if i'm thinking i need to say something self-deprecating and funny um i will say it like and this is also just the weirdness of being a voice actor. Like, I just have a bunch of voices just rolling around in my head, and I don't know. They just, they'll pop out casually. But if I'm <laughs> deflecting something kind of angry or about to say something that might be offensive, um, I have this little this little person um, that I, I, I call... Um, uh, controversial name, controversial name alert. The little hood rat on my shoulder, um, is the name of the, is the name of that little person. And, uh, I, I, I can't, um, I can't even summon the voice that I don't, I'm like not in the mood for it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not angry in any way right now. So, like, I mean, we've, we've got time. Yeah. We, we can get you there. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, I don't know. Uh, it's that, basically. It, it's that, but it sounds even tinier and more high-pitched. Like, it's it's wild. I do it at work all the time. It makes my coworker crack the hell up. Um, <laughs> but, like, like, that's a voice that you go to when you're, like, when you are, you're genuinely annoyed. Um, when I'm... When I'm saying something that is possibly going to be rude and might upset somebody, or I'm pissed and I'm trying to be angry but also make people laugh simultaneously. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, <laughs> listeners, note what you note how you say things, especially to other people, and why you might be doing it that way. That's the that's the note. That's the lesson. Listeners, <laughs> listeners, remember what we said about uh, healthy coping uh, mechanisms <laughs> and unhealthy coping mechanisms. Um, yeah, ask yourself whether you have difficulty expressing emotions without uh, literally taking on a character. Um, <laughs> That's so mean. I'm so yeah. sorry. No, I was like, oh, I feel lightly dragged. Okay, cool. No, it's fine. Um, no, that you're you're entirely correct. It is a thing that I have been working on in therapy. It hasn't gone extremely great. Um, I mean, but... I'm saying that as someone like the the narcissist cookbook in its entirety is me saying, I wonder if I can like craft like what value what do i value in a person the, the 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 values that i see are someone that can really think off the top of their head and express what they want to say and is like super super eloquent and i am like three percent that so what if i uh, could i take a long time to really boost the volume on that and put on a show like a magic trick to say and pretend to be that person um so i've literally built um a kind of side career pretending to be a, a version of myself because i don't know how to express things in any other way so like i wasn't meaning to like shine a spotlight on you and just be like that's so unhealthy because like i've, I've fucking monetized it like you know, <laughs> hell yeah as one should honestly well i think also when we do those things what we are often doing and this is actually in fact a very I am doing this intentionally as a segue, and I'm going to point it out now because it's a flawless segue. Um, when we do, when we do um, sort of call on that inner character and that inner person, oftentimes what we are doing is seeking that, that inner strength that we have assumed that that, little, that that little part of us, that that little character inside of us has. 
which is Ooh, yeah one of the solutions that is in your solution position is the card the seven of wands which is courage and inner strength Ooh, bam yeah that, that was I'm... that was solid <laughs> That is a masterful segue, and I'm so, so proud of myself. Yeah. Um, seven of Wands. Yeah. I'm looking at the Seven of Wands. Mm-hmm. It's, it's got got some sticks, and, and, and one of them's on fire. Um, oh, wait a second. Isn't it? Right, okay. <laughs> that's a bad right. way to define that. I did, a, I did a reading from my... I don't do this very often, but I did a reading mm-hmm. for myself uh, about a month or so ago, and I think... Because I was just pulling one card just to think about, and I think I pulled the Seven of Wands. Because am I right in thinking that the meaning behind the Seven of Wands is that isn't it something like everyone else is going to fall away, and the only thing you can really rely on is yourself? Like one wand stands alone, and the rest of them fall away, or something like yeah. that. Yeah, you'll not find any strength or support from others, only yourself. It's time to be truly courageous and stand up for your beliefs. You may feel overwhelmed with caution and fear. But your internal fire will guide the way. Yeah, so never work with anyone else. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, the reason I remember that card in specific is because that one got under my skin. Like when I drew that one, that's mm. the only, because I was drawing cards like every night for a week. And the only one I drew that really got under my skin was fucking that one. Um, because it just, it's basically just saying, uh, nobody's going to pick you up and tuck you into bed. Like no one's like, if you are going to work on this really ambitious project idea that you have, and you are committed to working alone, the only person who's going to give you a kick up the arse is you. And if you don't manage to do it, the project isn't going to get done. So I really got pissed off when I drew drew that (laughs) card. And in fact, I think that was the last (laughs) card I drew and then I never drew any others. So fuck you. (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) That's very funny. Um, That is is genuinely, genuinely funny to me. I, I, I... I cannot begin to explain how funny that is to me as a human (laughs) because like that the number of times I've had to literally tell myself that exact same thing of like honey you honey you just go ahead to do this yourself honey like just like the other voice I occasionally use when I need a pep talk to myself is I become a drag queen. And that is that <laughs> voice there. Um, so, <laughs> honey, you just got to pick yourself up and do this yourself. Who who else going to do it, honey? You got the idea. You got the brains. You got the creativity. Come on, honey. Get up. Get up and do it. That that is the that is the ultimate message of this card. Like yeah. leaving, like waiting for someone else to do it. Oh, another another way one could call another thing someone could call this card is this is the anti Cinderella card. Honey, do not wait for that prince to come over and like take you out of this terrible house. Honey, you need to get out this house on your own. That is what must happen. Um <clears throat> And I, I think, think. Oh no, sorry. Yeah. Go on. Oh, I was, and I think that's that's a good general message. If you've got an idea, you should you should strive for it. You should you should go for it. You are the one with the skill to do it. You can do it. I think another message that I get from this card is uh, that it's is that it's not necessarily saying uh, you will do this. You just need to give yourself the kick to do it. There's also an element of um, 
if you don't do anything, the decision is going to be made for you. Uh, exactly. If you if and also it is a valid decision to decide not to do the thing, but really it, no one else is going to make that decision for you, even if the only way the decision is made is through inaction. Um, so that's what I see when I see that card. It's like, do the thing or don't do the thing, but don't just sit there and go until the thing, until the opportunity to make it is gone. Like either decide to do it or decide not to do it and deal with the emotions that come with that. Exactly. Exactly. Like, um, I can, I've, I've already announced this on literally other podcasts, so I can tell the listeners this. I'm currently working on a, on a piece of audio fiction centered around my favorite DC character. Um, it is obviously a fan work. I must clarify this because I don't want to be sued, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) but like, it's the, it's the piece of fiction that I, that I know they would never actually write. Like, there is nobody over in DC land who's going to write this thing. There's no one in DC land who's going to address the entirety of all of what happened in June and since then. They're, They're not going to address it in a meaningful way. But you know who can do this? I have the capability of addressing all of those things and doing so in a way like <laughs> there's a scene that I just finished writing where um where um somebody cusses out Vicky Vale specifically. Um I don't know if you are familiar with um Batman and the general. I'm so completely unfamiliar with with sort of comics and comic culture. <laughs> okay. Well, I will say it this way. Um Vicky Vale is a journalist. Um she is a a journalist who at several points of time has dated Batman. Um, she's a pretty blonde white journalist. Okay. Um, so, uh, she goes to interview a black protester and a black protester just cusses her out for five minutes. Um, and that's the episode. Um, that's the whole thing. Like that's the, like, cause it's a micro fiction show. Uh, so like the episodes are going to be like under 10 minutes long. Um, so that's literally the whole episode is her like talking to this person who's at this protest and who is like not going to just let this woman like not address the fact that like this is partially her fault, like and like <laughs> and not let her not take ownership in the part of the system that led to this happening. Um, <clears throat> so, um, one, I don't trust DC to ever write that uh, without me. Um, so here I am going to write the thing because I have that ability to write that thing with the like with a strong thing behind it. All of that, I am able to do that, so I'm going to. Um, but like, mm, but if it's not if it if it weren't gonna happen. If I suddenly weren't able to do the project, it's not going to mean the end of that universe. But if I do it, it could continue the universe or make it stronger. So I'm going to go ahead and opt for that. But like the option to not do something is always there. But should you choose to do the thing perfect segue into the future card right there um should you choose to do the thing 
you might find yourself in the situation of the Son of Pentacles. Ah, yes. So the Son of Pentacles uh, is it's a little deer um, growing antlers um, on the young side, uh, clearly, since it's tiny. Well, apparently... Apparently there's a thing where they like shed antlers and I was unaware that that was a thing that happened. I'm oh, sorry. That's know. actually fun facts about animals time. <laughs> I learned that um listening to a podcast called Ologies. Um, it's one of my favorites. Uh, she interviewed somebody who like um who studies deer and like that sort of family of animal. And um Apparently, the difference between like a horn and an antler is that antlers shed. Huh. Like, I, like they will just like they grow the antlers and they fall off and then they grow them again. But some which, like, mm-hmm. huh. but some deer have just the most magnificent antlers that look as if they've been growing for years and years and years. Do they? Is it? Just, is it? Is it? Do they shed them if they're attacked that- or if they're damaged or? Let me see. Let me what, see. I'm gonna just. What I will actually, I will also say that quick, I, I think I've got about twenty minutes left before oh, I totally. need to get going. Yeah, <laughs> totally. I'll. You know what? I will look that up later, and I will get back to you on that then. Um. But yeah. So this in the little future section here, um, the sub the subheader of this card is loyal, quiet, dedicated. Um, this is uh, huh. As this is like a sort of, as a, as a person card, uh, yes, they're called court cards. I tend to call them person cards on occasion because I feel like that cuts to what they actually are, which is a representation of a person or a, like, or a, a part of a person that is um, elevated and brought to the forefront. Mm-hmm. Um, and because of that, I will just read through this whole thing and see if it, sounds like a familiar thing um the good side of the son of pentacles is that he's loyal and determined he's inventive and can be trusted wholeheartedly but sometimes this figure becomes stubborn and persistent to a fault this combined with his quiet nature results in being hard to get to know and socially awkward at times he commonly um has only one or two close friends rather than many hmm. um so you could find yourself in this general position in the future that's that's <laughs> interesting because um mm-hmm. uh to huh. okay so here's here's how that speaks to me um yeah. the times when i have done my uh, I'm going to say best work in quotes, like the, the 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 work that I sort of say I am happiest with this. I think I realized this best. Are times when I have gone full workaholic, like full um, hyper focus. This is what I do every single day. I will sit at the computer and and work for 14 hours and then realize that I haven't drunk and drunk any water. And I will just do that and do that and do that and do that and do that. And I will sort of disconnect from the world around me to the point where, um, I become less able to kind of, uh, function around other people because I'm so in my own creative world. Um, Mm -hmm. and there's uh, some anxiety about going back to that place. Uh, when I, there's a, there's a, 
on Spotify. It's not on YouTube, but on Spotify, the first album I made was called Moth. <clears throat> and there's a track on there called uh it's called i haven't written this i haven't written this one yet but i'm sure i'll think of something um <laughs> and it's a it's a prayer to um uh an old god called ananke who was like the god of uh one of the orphic uh pantheon a god of uh of of, of fate and compulsion and it's that album in particular is about was was me delving straight into that place and i came out with a piece of work that i am so 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 happy with and i paid a price for it because i was in a very bad place mentally and i was in a very bad place financially and i was in a bad place socially but it um it yielded what i think is a is a good piece of work and so that that internal conflict of going do i want to make something good or do i want to be healthy um is something that's been in my head for the past couple of years and in my head there's, there's this specific worry of like i could make something less good and be more healthy but what's the point of that and i haven't come up with a with an answer to this so i guess when we look at what the problem solution cards are saying which is like okay well if you're going to do this piece of work then do it um what the future card suggests is I need to look more directly at the idea that I just, that when I really get into working, it can be quite an unhealthy space and maybe I need to consider that in advance and either commit to it and, and, and leave myself some healthy coping mechanisms or, uh commit to it less and just sort of say that it's not worth sacrificing my health in order to make art that i like i don't know right there okay looking at this too there's an element of solitude in it right mm -hmm. like yeah. especially that last line and the well the whole last half really um i think that part in relation to the in relation to the teamwork part in relation to the um the the uh the card of the solution section that said um don't don't wait for others to be able to do this i think this card might be saying re just remember this in the future remember that this is a possibility maybe try to avoid that particular like that particular trap um if if one could call it a trap sometimes it's not but like if like to avoid avoid a total <clears throat> solitude right like avoid the um the i've completely isolated from everybody and remember that yeah there's like one or two people who like i know are going to have my back um especially when i'm making something and when i'm working on building oh. a new thing like yeah, make I think sure you remember those people and hold on to them. I think that's a, a really uh insightful an insightful reading. That, and there's definitely something there to to uh for me to take on board. I think yeah, there's there, there is a way there must be a way to go to that place creatively without it being something that verges on an act of self-destruction uh there must be a way of of going to that place without it being um 
very, very harmful. Uh, and also what I will say is that I associate that, uh, <clears throat> I associate that place with um, being high for about three years, uh, like nonstop. And mm -hmm. I'm pretty much sober now. And that's also something that stresses me out is um, the idea of going, uh, of like, did I need, like the last album I recorded, I recorded, wrote and recorded sober, but I think it had a different feel to it. And how do I feel about that? How do I feel about um, some of my, some of my artistic ability being tied to uh, substance abuse, you know? Mm. So it's, um, right. there's, there's, which is not, again, not necessarily a can of worms to open, but there's, a, there's definitely this feeling of going forward might involve going back to a place that has been harmful, but also has yielded um, some valuable, some valuable stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, Shit. There's a lot there. There's a lot there. <laughs> I, I personally have never, I'm allergic to basically anything that would allow me to get high um, in any sort of manner, uh, which is just a wild and fun time. Um, but I like that, I do know that the emotional place there that that the these the mm, oh, self-destructive feels like a weird word to use there because it's not always a self-destructive thing but like that that I know what that place is and yet yeah, can be dark but there is a way to create without it I haven't personally mastered it or figured it out <laughs> so I can't really tell you but um like I I still, when I come up with my best new, um, <clears throat> I guess the only like thing that I'm not allergic to that I do take that can technically get people high, but I take it because it was prescribed to me by an actual doctor, um, was <laughs> is I take Adderall when I like know that I need to sit down and write for like a good chunk of time, right? Yeah. Like, and that like in theory, yes, that could be a problem. I also literally have to be on it technically anyway because i have adhd like it's just a that's just a fact so um yeah so that being you know that being that being what it is like i have in recent weeks been trying to write more without that um so knowing that i can do it but also occasionally like will have to go back to that other thing to be able to do it is just a thing that is true I don't know. Figuring that part out is going to be an interesting thing, and I think therein lies the challenge and balance, right? Yeah, I think so. Um, looking at the final card here, um, this is the one that is the special one that isn't in um, that that isn't the one you have already. Um, and so I'm going to send you the Facebook uh, or Facebook. Wow, the Twitter um, image of this. Um, it again very pretty much like the rest of oh i love I, it, it. it's a it's a, not to spoil it for people it's a hummingbird yeah. and i i um can i can i just say right off the bat I, I don't know if you've ever this is this is a book series that i will go on and on and on about but um his dark materials um by philip I pullman i haven't i no. it's been on my list i've been trying to find the moment to start it and i haven't yet <laughs> Um, well, one of the like one of the kind of core fantastical elements of it, if people aren't familiar with it, is that uh, the in this world the soul is externalized as uh, as a as sort of animal familiar, um, mm -hmm. and that is 
the, everyone in the world has this externalized soul that takes the form of an animal that re- reflects an element of who you are. And mm-hmm. I always thought like, oh, if I was going to have, they're called demons in the book. And if I was going to have a demon, that it would take the form of like a little bird and uh, almost sometimes specifically a hummingbird. Um, <laughs> just the way that they're, uh, the first time I saw hummingbirds was in San Francisco and we do we do not have hummingbirds here and i stopped oh. walking as i was crossing the road because my brain couldn't understand what i was looking at because they're just so <laughs> un they don't move like anything else on the planet they're so yeah. uncanny to look at and i i just felt like i was seeing like a tiny alien or something um i'm just absolutely i love hummingbirds please go that on i have no so idea fair. what the representation of this card is well it's tidy and enthusiastic um- <laughs> Like, I mean, that, I don't know, it's, it really is just that, it's, um, it's tiny and enthusiastic, and um, has, like, an access to spiritual resources, um, that is, uh, that is helpful. So, um, yeah, looking at it, the sacred spring, or sorry, the sacred elixir spring from many sources, is a quote that is sticking out from here, um, often involving nature, creativity, and exploring spirituality. Um, So energy to carry into the future is that positivity, that enthusiasm, and also that curiosity, because they're in that, the thing that sort of, um, I think underlines a lot of creativity for a lot of people is curiosity. So (laughs) I would say lean heavily into that. and that that feels like a general good piece of advice for everybody. Um, yeah. If there's something about if there's something in the world that you're curious about, look into it. Yeah, <laughs> just overall message. That's uh, um, no, that's really cool. There's a, I, I actually directly relevant to just just listening to what you're saying and, and reading the the picture the 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 excerpt that you sent me. Um, <clears throat> It's been, I've been, I have attention issues. I don't have any sort of diagnosis or anything, but I found it really difficult to read books for a long time because just sitting down and uh, I get distracted and then I get, there's all sorts of shame attached to being distracted. And then all of a sudden sitting down to read a book is just, just feels negative and shameful. And then I just put the book away. Um, So I've been experimenting with, (laughs) I've been experimenting with this new approach, which is that I just lean into it and read three books at a time so i just have uh i i read like three or four pages of each book and i do that every day and i am reading more than i have read in living memory and i just finished um the last days of socrates yesterday but one of the other ones that i'm reading is a book called the spell of the sensuous um which is entirely about um humans uh the problem with looking at the world through uh a scientific lens is that we've completely removed ourselves from nature mm-hmm. and we are it, it's hardly a hot take but the, the the idea being that we are um it's impossible to remove ourselves from nature like we exist within this 
uh, this environment, this web part of it, uh, part of um, a thing called the flesh, which is just everything, just the universe in its entirety. And mm-hmm. the, the, it's an act of arrogance for humans to sort of say, yes, but obviously we're not a part of that. So let's remove ourselves from that and then look at the look at reality um, without us as a part of it so we can figure out what's really true. And that's completely impossible, This ar- the author is arguing. So... Um, the connecting with uh, nature and uh, it's just something I've been thinking about. I'm I'm hitting the point where I know I'm expressing myself less eloquently than I was. Oh, it's ago. fine. <laughs> it's fine. It made perfect sense to me. Um, you, that that moment where you also just sort of realize, like, oh yeah, no, I'm vibing with this person a lot because I totally understood exactly what you meant. Even though, if I were to go back and just sort of like listen to just that little section completely devoid of context it might not make full sense it'll make sense with the rest of the whole conversation so it's there yeah. people will get it um <laughs> y'all get it out there y'all get it it's good um but yeah i think I- i'm always an advocate for people um especially with like literally heading out into nature and figuring out something that's happening in nature i think that's incredibly important i also like I even oof, even that like oh also as an aside I did realize the the antler question they shed it in winter um specifically ah, okay. um due to uh waning testosterone in winter anyway yeah. um just <laughs> and see there's a good example of like being curious about nature admittedly I didn't leave this room to go figure it out but that is a natural thing that occurs that I absolutely was curious about and looked it up and I learned something that is actually kind of poetic um <laughs> kind of poetic which is when you remove uh testosterone suddenly th- everybody starts to actually look equal um <laughs> anyway um <laughs> oh man that's <laughs> oh god i i'm gonna get canceled that's fine whatever um anyway <laughs> um if that's the line that gets me canceled, I don't really give a shit. But um, I suppose now's a good as time as any to um, have you tell the people where they can um, see, hear, read more of your work, experience your work, all that lovely stuff. Yeah, well, I have. I kind of separate the narcissist narcissist cookbook into two worlds of uh the video stuff that i've done and the audio stuff that i've done so um if you go on youtube and look up the narcissist cookbook i've got half a dozen videos on there um i think the two that i the two that i'm most pleased about are the video for courtney and the video for the absolute state of the union um Mm -hmm. those are reasonably good like representations of the work that i'm trying to make and beyond that if you go on to bandcamp or spotify or any sort of um streaming service i think i'm on all of them and you look up the narcissist cookbook ah, the narcissist cookbook i can't say my own band name um (laughs) then i will be on there and uh i think a good place to start is the record um eden disorder um which is uh it's four tracks and they're all about four minutes long and that's a a reasonably good introduction to what i do if you want to to listen to what i do absolutely and i highly recommend doing that because truly a a vibe and a mood 
um, a vibe and a mood, y'all. I have like like I mentioned at the top, I I was delving into it and I I love it. I love uh love your work. That's just uh that is a thing that is true. Thank um, you. Yeah. And even though I said it in that weird voice, I do in fact actually mean it. I, I heard the sincerity yeah. through the voice. <laughs> okay, cool. Because sometimes I do, sometimes I will choose a voice because it sounds the most sincere, even more than my own actual voice does. I actually want to make that. it clear, and this is probably mm-hmm. this is probably yeah. a, a reasonably something to do with this as we're sort of winding things down is yeah. i didn't i do not mean to shame you for for using voices oh God, i think no. i think fine. i think that, yeah i think that some things uh like that i've been realizing a lot over the last year or two is that um mm-hmm. a maybe even a, a more healthy thing than fixing all your coping mechanisms is surround yourself with people who don't uh, who who can accept your coping mechanisms as long as they're within a healthy boundary? Um, yeah, exactly. You know, mm-hmm. people who won't just go, "I really like you," except for this thing that you do. H- have instead people that go, "Those voices you do bring me joy." And uh, so, yeah, I really wanted to make a point of saying I am not shaming you for the voices. It was just a really easy thing to tease you about. Um, <laughs> totally, I fully appreciate it. I actively tease myself about it all the damn time <laughs> because I acknowledge it is absolutely a ridiculous thing but it is also weirdly a a thing that i've noticed in almost every human being i know who is a voice actor um (laughs) like every single one um it's a good trait anyway dear listeners um y'all check out the show notes for this week because they are going to be lit um first of all um and also there's just a lot of links in them that i need y'all to actually check out um and I guess the usual sign off, be well, do as much good work as you possibly can, turn up to some good ass music because there is some link in the show notes and stay safe out there. Also wear a mask, uh, duh, but whatever, this is coming out literally next week. So just wear a mask, <laughs> y'all, uh, just, just do it. Like we'll, We'll be out of lockdown sooner if you wear a mask. Also, fuck going to Thanksgiving dinner uh, for my American people. Uh, just don't do it. It's not worth it. it. Arguing with your uncle over the mashed potatoes is not fucking worth it. Don't go to Thanksgiving dinner. Um, don't also, go to maybe... don't go to stores on Black Friday. Um, ooh, ooh, yeah, no, fuck that. Fuck the capitalist system. Absolutely however, not. if anyone manages that. to pick up a PS5 um and you're you're willing to part with it just uh give me a wee shout and <laughs> i will take that off your hands for sure <laughs> i i did a weird thing recently where i and i could absolutely say this off mic i don't whatever it's fine i got um the google stadia like for no fucking reason and mm. honestly i like it yes. a lot I, holy did, shit it's really fun <laughs> did you did you buy it or did they, did they send it to you no i bought it um because yeah. they I were outright bought it it was so fun they um because i'm a member i, I i'm one of the seven people who subscribe to youtube premium um and <laughs> they yeah. they used their big google cache to just send everyone out um uh, a chromecast and a and a stadia controller and i was like well i'm getting it for free i'm sure and i was like this won't work like you're not gonna you can't play games over the internet like this is gonna be terrible it is not it's really good and i'm so Mm -hmm. i'm so i'm 
completely sold on it. I'm going to pick up when when Cyberpunk 2077 comes out. I'm buying it on Stadia to really Ooh. test to really test it to see if it works. And if that works, I'm completely sold because hell yeah, you know it's what like a hundred dollars and you're getting access to like next generation um, games. So I think it's I think it's very very cool. Hell yeah, I will say the early access to Baldur's Gate 3 is not worth it. That is the oh. one thing I will say is not worth it. Early yeah. releasing that game was a fucking mistake, but like, <laughs> that's fine. I understand why they did it, and honestly, it was good insofar as the promo um for me wanting to play a finished version of that game is there, because I did play a tiny snippet of it, but also... There are lots of bugs that need to be worked on before yeah. that game is going to be ready. So have check you... on it in about a year and a half. Um... <laughs> have you played uh, Divinity Original Sin 2? Ooh, I have not. Okay, so it, while you are waiting for Baldur's Gate 3 to come out, the pe the reason the people who are making Baldur's Gate 3, the last game they made is Divinity. It's either Divinity Original Sin 2 or Divinity 2 Original Sin. I can't remember. Um, but it is the best role-playing game i have ever played in my life it is so so good and that was their that was essentially their pitch document to be given the Baldur's gate franchise so they're Hell bringing yeah. their expertise if you are into role-playing games at all go and get divinity 2 original sin i think you will love it it's so 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 good i'm literally writing it down now yeah, <laughs> like like find a five minute review, like an IGN review or something, and they will explain. You will not find a bad review of this game. Um, they they will explain like it, it, there are like seven characters to choose from, and they all have their own storylines. So the character that you choose to play at the beginning affects so much of the story and so much of the world. And oh, none of the so there. Exciting. It took me. It took me about a hundred and. 175 hours because uh, i'm very very i've got nothing else going on and i'm very like <laughs> thorough it took me 175 hours to complete the game and none of it is copy pasted like none of the dungeons are, are every everywhere is individually designed and i know i didn't see everything oh it's uh, if you if you play it i would love to hear your thoughts on it it's such a good game i will i will happily check it out i i'm about to like on Friday, I leave. Um, I leave the job that I have in the evenings. Um, until February. Um, like because of COVID, they're like, yeah, no, we're shortening the school year, so it's like from November to February, y'all don't have to be here, which is <laughs> real fucking nice. I really appreciate it, but also I I will miss that paycheck. But I am looking for things to occupy my time in the meantime, so that's gonna be. Well, that if this if this clicks list. with you, yeah, if this game clicks with you, it will definitely occupy your time. And like Hell I've yeah. been, I as soon as I logged into Stadia, I saw Baldur's Gate three early access, and I'm like, I'm not going to do it because it's going to break <laughs> my it's going to break my heart. <laughs> I'm going to wait until that game say, comes out. Yeah, I will say their character design is glorious. It is so very like it's pretty. It it works. There also variety of skin color choices, which I obviously appreciate. It just oh god, it's beautiful. The system itself is beautiful. They just there are there are a couple things that need to be worked on um, that I hope they fix. 
<laughs> I oh think God, uh, like it, it, oh. yeah. judging judging mm -hmm. by Divinity, there is like they will a hundred percent like it's so polished, such a polished okay. game. I just from everyone I've heard, the, everyone I've heard who understands what early access is has said that's a mess, but I can see what they're trying to do. But most people yeah. don't really understand what it is, and it, it's you know it it's just that the quality of the game that I have heard you are playing if you buy it now is the quality of game that you would play if you were uh, beta taste beta testing it on site yeah for them which nobody should pay to access they should pay you exactly. to play that uh <laughs> like that's a job they should be paying you to play that so you could they can make the game better you know anyway mm -hmm. that's a that's a point of passion for me <laughs> oh full oh fully i fully agree like that's yeah no mm -hmm. yeah that's how i felt <laughs> i was like this feels like a goddamn job and i like it feels like i should be writing things down and like sending out some emails but like <laughs> but instead i have paid them for this privilege to play this game that's not done weird weird call but all yeah. right um but anyway yeah uh stay safe out there listeners and play some good video games too um and listen to good music while you do so all right bye bye have a good weekend or week <laughs> <laughs> yeah whenever y'all hear it yeah <laughs>